Hello and welcome to the Fearless Man Podcast. This is a show where we talk about everything that God wants us to remember to do as a husband, a father, a friend, a leader, and even a chef in the kitchen. Don't miss it. Share with your friends and I'll see you on the podcast. This is your host, Andy Falco Jimenez. Hello, my friends. This is Andy Falco Jimenez coming to you live from Orange County, California. Hey, let, hey that's the wrong lower third. Hold on. Let me fix that. I'm going to delete that one. <laughs> oh, that one doesn't work much better. Uh, it's a little shaky. All right. I'm going to improve on my lower third. If you're not watching on one of the social media platforms and you're watching or and you're listening to the podcast, you're not seeing that I have a lower third that uh, the video is just a little bit shaky. Shouldn't be that way, but I'm going to get rid of it anyway. Hey, um, I, I'm reading from a book uh, called Take It Back, and uh, I think I'm going to continue. Uh, it, this was going to be just a couple chapters here and there, but you know what? I, we're on a little bit of a roll here. I am going to skip the last chapter that I read that I um, just got done reading because it's really short, and I think it's pretty clear um, what we need to remember in this one. It's called Another Crafty Enemy. Uh, in relationship to the story of David, who went off to battle with a bunch of his men, leaving the women and children behind. While they were gone, the women and children were stolen and their town was decimated. Uh, This one has to do with bitterness and blame. And uh, what happened there in the story, if you recall, is that the men were a little upset at David and they were going to kill him. (laughs) And uh, the chapter essentially talks about that uh, we need to to not hold bitterness uh, when people necessarily wrong us, that we need to move on and uh, move forward in, in, in some cases. So it'll be worth getting the book, take it back. And uh, I want to do Dr. Tim Clinton and Max Davis a, a service here and not necessarily read every chapter word for word. <laughs> um, and, and I think it, it should you should go out and actually get the book uh, and um, and take a look at what it has to say. And I'm going to move on to chapter eight, which is, a really important chapter for me. It's something that I've been fighting uh, for in our uh, school boards. And uh, a lot of the shows that I've done over the last couple of years uh, have involved this concept of when evil is called good and good is called evil. Now, I'm going to attempt to not read the whole chapter, but the whole chapter is really, really good. And uh, I'm going to read a good portion of it. And then, uh, as usual, uh, stop during the reading of the reading of the chapter and just kind of bring in a few of my own points and and some of my own experiences the, in the same thing. And some of it will come back. Now, if you listen to the last episode, which was called, what was it called? Take it back <laughs> by the same name as the book where I talked about when um, you're you as a man, um, When you have a strong opinion or you give your opinion or you are the leader of your family or the leader of your business, that when you um, take that position seriously and say, hey, listen, uh, I want to talk about this thing and I want this thing to change or I think we need to do this better or, you know, let's add this rule um, that in some cases that could end up in an argument. And then during that argument, based on your desire to make your point, you're then attacked as a as a misogynist, as a a narcissist, as a racist, as a homophobe, whatever it is, um, that that's the always the go to thing. You can't just simply have a, a an opinion, and especially not a masculine opinion. 
because you'll be called a whole bunch of names. And uh, <laughs> and that's just the way the world is. Um, but what they're trying to do is to get you to back down or back off. And um, they'll say, oh, you just want to win. And yeah, you're just an idiot. And you're just all these things. But as long as you have been praying about it, as long as uh, God is behind the decisions you're making and, and the point that you're trying to make, and you're truly not being a jerk. You're simply saying, listen, I, I think this is important. Um, I think you need to hold strong. It, it, and it's hard. You know, it's hard sometimes because you get, you can get torn down by, you know, 20 employees in, in a, in a 21 employee <laughs> uh, business, or I mean, even 10 and you have a hundred employees and it's still hard, you know, you just think, well, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe this isn't right. You know, they and they start calling you all these names and we have this tendency to back off. The problem with Christians is that they, they feel that pressure sometimes and, and it causes not only pastors to maybe change their voice, but it can cause an entire church to go nuts and um, decide to follow the world instead of following God's word. So that brings me to this chapter, which I think is important. Uh, again, it's called when evil is called good and good is called evil. And uh, I'm going to go ahead and read. I'm going to put on my old man glasses here. And um, at the top of the chapter, it has a quote by James Kennedy that says, tolerance is the last virtue of a depraved society. <laughs> Let me read that again. This is really important. Tolerance is the last virtue of a depraved society. When you have an immoral society that has blatantly, proudly violated, violated all the commandments of God, there was one last virtue they insist upon. Tolerance for their immorality. Tolerance for their, their immorality. It's even tolerance for bad decisions made for management um, in your business. It's, it's tolerance for if, uh, um, uh, you know, like, a, like in your, in your family, um, you know, brothers and sisters, if you're, if you're a big brother and you're in your, you see your younger sister doing something, um, ah, that's just who I am. And this is just the way it is. And haven't you been watching TikTok lately? Everybody's doing it. And you just need to be a little bit more tolerant and that will come up and you're going to go, huh, maybe I need to, I need to back off. <laughs> maybe I need to not bring that up anymore or never, never talk about that in this house and never, you know, never try to help somebody out. Uh, that's always the thing. And so they're, they're, they're hoping that by, um, by yelling and screaming and crying and calling you names, that this 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 tolerance will come into play thereby shutting down your desire to have a um have a logical discussion a common sense discussion a, a, a discussion that's based on biblical teachings and it will be uh it'll be pushed away and the the discussion will end because you're being accused of not being tolerant uh, and so I love that quote, this quote, I'm going to put on a, on a mirror, I think, uh, because it, it can get tiring to continually trying to, uh, to hold a strong standard and a high standard. So sorry, I, that just, that quote already took me way off base here. Um, so let's get into this first, I'm going to read this first paragraph entirely because there's some good scripture in there that you need to, to need to remember in ancient Israel, when they had no King who rep represented God's ways, the Bible says, Everyone did what was right in his own eyes. <laughs> People became gods to themselves. The result was an overflow of wickedness. 
As wickedness became the norm, God gave them over to their own desires, which made things even more perverse. He simply turned them over and let them have their way. Psalm 81, 11, 12, 11 through 12 says, but my people would not heed my voice. So I gave them over to their own stubborn heart to walk in their own counsels. This is a dangerous place to live. It is a place where people's minds minds become distorted and they embrace all sorts of perversions and ridiculousness. Furthermore, Romans 1.28 says, Just as they did not think it worthwhile to retain the knowledge of God, so God gave them over to depraved mind, to a depraved mind, so that they do what ought not to be done. This is where we are going to eat going or even are today as a society, a place where the unthinkable becomes un, uh, where the unthinkable becomes tolerable, uh, then acceptable, then legal, then praised. We are at the point where a man who dares to stand up and be who God created him to be is considered toxic and evil, while a drag queen who reads books to young children and teaches them this, this detestable movements is lauded as brave. Wow, that is exactly, of course, what is going on in our schools. It could be happening in our own families where you as a father have said, listen, we need to bring a higher quality of words that come out of our mouth, discussions at the chicken at the chicken table, <laughs> discussions at the kitchen table, discussions in the car, um, uh, discussions over um, uh, FaceTime when they're talking to their friends. You can hear, and those of you that have young kids, I have young kids, teenagers and young kids, and they'll have FaceTime or using an app where they're talking with their friend. And you'll hear the friend on the other side say the F word or S word or what have you, or repeatedly say, you know, things um, that uses God's name inappropriately. And, and you will... And you will remind your child and say, listen, you know, that's not accepted in our house. It's coming through your phone into our house. And if you are going to have this discussion and, you know, while you're here, you need to tell your friend that those words aren't allowed in our house because they're they're coming into the house. Um, and, and there's two reasons why I, I think this is important. It's It's one, to let your child know that you are listening and that you care about what's happening in the house, that you, your rules don't change just because they're online talking to somebody. But you want them now to take a stance and to stay um, uh, strong in, um, in, in making sure that they are able to share their Christian faith. Hopefully they do have a Christian faith <laughs> with a friend. And say, listen, you know, my dad and my mom have decided that, you know, you know, we don't use those words in our house. And um, when you're talking, when we're talking on the phone, uh, it, I would rather you not use those words because uh, I get in trouble and it's just not right. It's not right that those words are being used. And this will give the child practice in, in, in not only um, having the responsibility of their own tongue, uh, but then talking to others about why. Uh, it's important uh, to not talk that way, that that God does not want us talking that way, that um, the words that come out of our mouth are a reflection of our heart. And 
but understanding that you will get uh, that pushback, that you will get this idea that, you know, hey, listen, uh, you need to be more tolerant, dad. Yeah, this is just how they speak. Their, their mom and dad says it's okay. Their mom doesn't mind that they say crap, that, they're, they're, that, that they don't say shit. That they don't say these words. Sorry if you're you're listening with your your child, but I I just want to say that I just want to use the word so you can you can kind of understand what I'm talking about. That that this is the conversation that can be had. That you want to make sure that there's a clear understanding that they there has to be a line wherever that line is. It it could be whatever your line is, but um, it, it comes back to the place where they're going to use what's happening in somebody else's house against you trying to tell you that hey you, this house is too strict i want you i want our house to be more like my friend you know sally's house where sally's allowed to say these things and i think we should be allowed to do it too you just need to be more tolerant dad um and um and then in your strength in what god has asked us to do as men is to hold our ground when it comes to certain things that you will then further be attacked that you're not tolerant, that you are racist, that you're all these other things, depending on what it is that's being talked about. And um, and, and this is where this goes to, that it, it, it's a it's one of those things that it, it just will grow and it will manifest and do something much larger than just simply the words coming out of somebody's mouth, that it, it, it turns into this, these other things that are that that um, who God created him to be is considered toxic and evil while a drag queen who reads books to young children and teaches them detestable movements is lauded as brave, where you are no longer the brave one that's fighting against these things, that you are now the toxic one. And now the, the transgender person or the uh, drag queen is now the brave one. And so it, it becomes reversed. Let me continue with this next paragraph. Uh, it's getting really bad out there. Our children are being indoctrinated with anti-God, anti-Christian, anti-family, anti-masculinity rhetoric. The consequences have been dire, to say the least. While writing this chapter, I heard about a woman who was explaining Christianity to her precious and sweet granddaughter. Jesus is dirt, the granddaughter replied angrily. Really? How does this happen? <laughs> if I would have responded to my grandmother like that about Jesus, I probably would have been, have been a, I would not have been able to sit down for a bit. That type of attitude was unheard of 30 years ago. Yet it's the norm in most of today's high schools and colleges. And I would say even in some homes. <laughs> I would even say in some homes that if you bring this up, that oh, that, that's enough of that Jesus stuff. That's enough of that stuff. And and I, you know, I don't need this stuff. That, you know, you need to accept that there's more than, you know, 35 genders. <laughs> you, need to, you need to accept all this stuff. Um, let me share with you uh, something uh, here on my screen. And uh, first, take it back is the uh, the book again that I'm I'm reading from, and it's called uh, and its subtitle is "Reclaiming Biblical Masculinity: The Heart and Strength of Being a Man." Uh, it's written by Dr. Tim Clinton and Max Davis. Uh, but the thing I wanted to show you is, uh, oops, I'm going. I hit the. Here I go. <laughs> Sorry, I was hitting the wrong thing. Is this is a post uh, that we uh, that is on uh, Facebook? This is an actual post that I put up and it says, according to science and religion, there are only two genders. Male have, have one X and one Y chromosome. Females have two X chromosomes. And you see down there at the bottom, it says missing context. And so Facebook is fact checking 
the fact <laughs> that there are two genders. And it says the same information was checked another post by independent fact checkers. And, uh, and, and so they're claiming that it is false. This idea of two genders is false. <laughs> That's the world. I'm laughing not because it's, this is funny. I'm laughing of the ridiculousness that you have somebody that works at a social media platform that looks as a thing. Oh, that is just not true. This is missing context. And then you so you wonder why when you get home uh, as a man, you know, from work or from whatever uh, that you're doing and you say, uh, hey, boys and girls. Oh, you can't say boys and girls in the house anymore, dad. That's just not tolerant. You need to say um, something else. I don't know what, what you say. Um, hey, they, them. <laughs> How was your day today? Uh, I call my son's son and I call my daughter's daughter. I call them uh, my my boys, him and, 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 and he and um, my girls, uh, her. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I don't want to hear the nonsense that I can't call them uh, by what they are. But uh, oops, sorry about that. Hope that didn't hurt your ears. Uh, but that is the place that we are right now. And so <laughs> it is. Um, it is really crazy. I'm going to go down further in the book here to another incident. Uh, oh no, I'm I got I'm sorry. There's another paragraph here where I, I want to get into colleges and high school. So colleges and high school students everywhere are being made fun of, humiliated, even reprimanded for simply believing in two genders, male and female, the way God created them. Case in point, Lake Ingle, a college senior, was kicked out of a class required for graduation simply because he disagreed with his professor's ideology. A professor, by the way, supposedly educated. Um if you're showing okay uh, the femi uh sorry about that the two the disagreement Engel believed in two biological genders male and female the way god has set it up the feminist professor did not after showing the class a 15-minute ted talk by a transgender degrading traditional masculinity the professor asked the students to share their thoughts Engel spoke up challenging the professor's assumption on assumption on the basis of biology he stated that the official view of biologists is that there are only two genders, male and female, but this didn't matter to the professor. Truth and common sense no longer matters. She proceeded to embarrass Engel before his peers, demanding that he get out of the class and referring him to public university's academic integrity board. My professor is violating my first amendment rights because of the fact that my views and ideology is different from hers, Engel said. So she took it on herself to silence and embarrass me, bully me, for speaking up in class. This is um, this is why we're in such trouble over the next several years. These are things that have been happening in our schools, um, starting from kindergarten all the way up to now university. So we have a long period of time to uh, have to live through a lot of this nonsense until we turn it around. And we may not be able to turn it around, you know, for the next couple of years. So I would say for the next five to 10 years, we are going to be um, walking through this nonsense where we are battling in our school boards, in our school districts, with our children against what teachers are teaching them, because there are some schools that are allowing this stuff in public schools in, in K through 12. 
we know it's happening in universities and those are harder to control considering they're not um, public schools in the sense that there's a school board and we can put in conservative Christian uh, school board members and that kind of stuff. They're being run by liberals uh, uh, much of the time. We have a college nearby, a university near us called Biola uh, College that is um, uh, it's always been considered a Christian school. It calls itself a Christian school, but it has completely gone woke. And uh, we have children that are coming out of that school with a, a, a very um, uh, demonic view of, of what God's word is. It's, it's a little bit crazy. <laughs> and so it, that's going to be a little bit longer. So we, we, what we're, we're going to need to control what it is we can control. And that is our local schools, our public schools, K through 12, with putting in strong school board members and hiring district superintendents and teachers that will follow along. But it's not going to happen overnight. It's, it's starting. Um, and we've had success here at the Placentia Urban Unified School District. We now have four conservatives, it looks like, that are going to be on the school board out of five. So four out of five are going to be conservative. Um, well, one of the one of the one of the four is a little bit of a wobbler. On occasion, she's conservative. On the, on other occasions, she's very liberal. So uh, we messed up on that one. She ran as a conservative, um, but um, she's uh, she's not. But uh, we still have a, uh, we'll have a majority, three to five, uh, three and a half to five, <laughs> when it comes to that. And so so these are the things that are going to happen. This isn't this isn't a standalone story or the only story that's uh, uh, of of this type that's happening in our schools where conservative Christians or Christian students are trying to stand up for uh, good, sound biblical teaching that are getting um, ridiculed. They're getting told that, that they are not tolerant. They are told uh, that they need to leave or they're getting suspended. Or in some cases, some people are, uh, you know, teachers and professors and coaches are getting fired. Um, I've even heard in Canada, some people are being arrested and that might not be, that might be happening here too. I think there's a story about one out of Texas coming up here. So moving on to a different paragraph, it says in a similar case, um, but this time in a high school student, a student was kicked out of class for simply stating there are only two genders, male and female. The headline for the article reads, keep your beliefs at home. Student booted from class for saying there are two genders. The whole conflict occurring in a detention room was recorded on video. The student asked why he was being kicked out of class. You aren't being inclusive, the teacher said. When the student restated his opinion and indicated he was not being discriminatory, the teacher told him to keep that opinion to your own house and not in the school. I am stating that, I'm stating what is, the teacher says, I am stating what is national school authority policy, the teacher further stated. You are saying there is no such thing as anyone other than male or female. You're making bad choices. <laughs> At that point, the student asked to be released from detention to go to the research area to resume his classwork, but he was denied. Here's one in Canada. Uh, recently in Canada, use of the terms father, mother, sir, madam, mister, and missus was banned within government organization. This was done as an act of tolerance for those with alternate gender identities. And so there in Canada, you see the word tolerance being used. Um, coming back down here. He says, a whole book could be filled with cases like these. Sadly, it's the new reality of the world in which we live. Bullying, harassment of those who support traditional masculinity have now reached way beyond the classroom, impacting us in every sector. Coaches, teachers, fathers, pastors, CEOs, business owners, etc. Every man has to be careful because the PC, the political correctness police are lurking everywhere 
waiting to get us for the crime of being too manly. It's all under the guise of tolerance. The truth is they want to make you ir irrelevant as a man and for you to accept their way of life. Years ago, manhood was an opportunity for achievement, uh, wrote Garrison Keeler. And now it's just prob just a problem to, to, to be overcome. Oh, man. Oh, here's one. Uh, let me just go ahead and read this last paragraph. It, why not? It's difficult enough to stand up for being a traditional bio biological male. As we've seen, simply stating the obvious can get us in trouble. Go to your local university or high school and stand up and say, God made me a man and I'm proud. <laughs> Odd that you would maybe have to do that. And now that's controversial, but uh, they're right. And see what happens. You'll likely be shouted down as a bigot and hater. Oh, they will leave us men. Oh, they will leave us men alone and let us go on our wildlife adventures and to football games. As long as we don't try to exert our influence on things that impact the culture, such as our children, especially our boys. Check, check out this headline. Court bars father from teaching six-year-old son that he is a boy. A court. A court bars the father from teaching six-year-old son that he is a boy. This father is still battling to step in and help his son be masculine. Oh, by the way, that one is not in Canada, but good old conservative Texas. Frightening. They want our boys to get and get. Sorry. <laughs> I don't know why. This has been happening lately, but it's been happening a lot. <laughs> they don't want to hear from us men, dads, for the progressive agenda to happen. You have to wipe out real men. If you can wipe out men, you can do anything. Think of it. A father is shamed for wanting to help his son be a boy and could even lose custody of his son because of it. God help us. Wow. So that is, uh, that is where we're at in our world today. But uh, the purpose or the thought that I have in regard to this broadcast is that we need to hold strong. We we need to not give in to this idea that we need to be tolerant. When you get called a misogynist, a, a homophobe, a narcissist, a a, a, a heretic, um, a uh, all these names, it is it is when the the other side has has lost the argument and they know that that what you are speaking is truth. When you speak truth, the only thing that they can do is to come back with. A name for you and in in a, in a in 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 hopes of they will get you to stop that they will get you to not speak truth truth is the enemy of the left truth is the enemy of progressiveness truth is the enemy of all this nonsense uh that is going on and when you say you know what I, i've been reading god's word and it's been telling me um and God has been telling me that I need to um, hold fast on these issues. Now, that doesn't mean necessarily that if you are having a child going through something difficult, that you kick them out of the house or that you, you push them away. You continue to love them, but you also maintain that we still have these rules, that we still have this um, standard that we want to hold in our house. And understanding that it's hard. It's it's hard everywhere. It's it, it, our sinful nature is is strong. I mean, it, since Adam and Eve, obviously, um, the, our sinful nature, and now through the Bible, you can see the sinful nature of man has caused 
all of the heartache of this earth. And that it obviously is not easy. I mean, you go back to David. If we were to talk to David again, that his sinful nature got the best of him and caused him to not only sleep with some uh, somebody else's wife, but then to murder the husband of that woman that he slept with. That that it was so, it's, just, it's so powerful that it will clog or cloud even someone like a pastor at a church where you're saying, listen. This is what God's word says there are two genders. God's word says we need to preach God's God's word. God's word says we need to preach God's word. And by not doing so, you are going against God. No, well, that, I'm not a heretic. I'm, I'm, I can have tolerance. And you see where this quickly goes is that because of this idea that they have to be tolerant, they now have to water down God's word or completely disregard God's word altogether because now they're being called names and they're being called something that, wow, if I, they call me that, wow, that's really bad. And I don't want to be known as the pastor who's a homophobe. I don't want to be known as the pastor that is a, a heretic or a, a narcissist or what have you. Um, that would be really bad. And they allow it to work on them because now the pastor's sinful nature is that they are going to go against God's word and say, you know what? I can, I can give up on, on the idea that there's two genders. I, I, I can, I can, you know, skip those sections of the Bible that say anything about um, Adam was a man and, and Eve was a woman. We'll just won't talk about it. We'll just avoid it. And we'll just um, smile when the subject matter, when the, when the subject comes up and we'll just avoid it and we'll, and we'll show them where we're tolerant. When in fact, that is the opposite of what God wants us to do. Um, let me get to these discussion questions really quick that are at the back of this particular chapter. They might be helpful to you. And, oh, and I can actually see it, except for every so often, the words get a little bit jumbled up. Um, what is your understanding of God giving people over to their own stubborn hearts? What is your understanding of God giving people over to their own stubborn hearts? They're, he wants to see if you're going to hold up his word, if you're going to stand strong, if you're going to be bold, if you are going to stand up, even when they're calling you names. Even when they're they're trying to, to put you in a place where you feel uncomfortable with what it is you're saying, and they seem like they're um, uh, the ones who are being um, loving and caring, and when in fact they are they're going against God's word. Um, have you been affected? How have you been affected by the reports of society's reaction to the belief that there are only two genders, male and female, as God created? Have you been affected by that? What examples have you seen of God? Oh, I'm sorry. What examples have you seen of good called evil and evil called good? Write some of those down. Are you avoiding the media reporting these aggressions? If so, why? Why are you avoiding it? That's one of the things I hear quite often. Uh, and I would say, and this isn't a sexist thing that I'm about to say, but I do find that more women say, you know what? I just don't listen to the news anymore. I, you know, I don't want to pay attention to any of the stuff that's going on in our schools. I don't want to pay attention to what's going on with abortion. Um, because you know, it's just, it's just, it, it just wears on me and I get tired. Well, that's again, that's another, um, way the devil, um, gets in. Um, this happens in our school boards. This is why we're at where we're at, where people just go, you know what, somebody else is doing it, so I'm not going to get involved. And I don't want to hear all the all the nonsense. It's it's too much work, or or I get bored and I get, you know, I, I don't want to sit through an entire school board because why? 
Well, because it's important. <laughs> um, and so people don't, and people don't get involved. And when people don't get involved, because they make it as boring as possible, they make it as convoluted as possible. So it causes confusion. People go, oh, I'm not going to another one of those meetings because you know what? I'm not interested. They talk about a bunch of stuff that I, you know, really doesn't matter to me. And so then parents don't go. And then they go, oh, good, we did it. We were able to keep them away. Um, and now we can now push our agenda. We can push the devil's agenda. We can push all this uh, progressive nonsense in there because now what we've done is we've forced the parents out of boredom or out of uh, confusion that they they no longer want to come. And uh, and they love that. And that's, that's part of their plan. Uh, and so that's one of the ways that um, they get you is when you become less interested in what's going on in the world and don't want you to pay attention. Um, so the sword of the word. Every way of a man is right in his own eyes, but the Lord weighs the heart. Every way of a man is right in his own eyes, but the Lord weighs the heart. That's Proverbs 21.2. And then uh, the pray about it section says, pray for God to show you how to best be God a godly influence without getting overwhelmed by the negativity. <laughs> pray for God to show you how to best be a godly influence without getting overwhelmed by the negativity. And that's again that just repeats what I just said earlier is that they 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 either try to bore you to death, they try to confuse you, or they try to put in so much negativity that you'll just back off and say, you know, it's just not worth it. I, I'm just I have better things to do. Uh, when in fact you don't. The, the better thing for you to do is to be involved in your children, to be involved what's happening in your house, to be involved what's happening in your business when it comes to these subject matters, and bring in God's word and um, and make it well known. Uh, that these are the things that are important to God. So they're important to you. All right. I think that's uh, all I got for you today. I hope you're having a good day. Um, we are not broadcasting on Facebook. So if somehow you found this on YouTube and you're wondering how come it's, this isn't showing up on Facebook, it's because I am uh, restricted. And did you see that the little missing content notice I show you? That's one of the things I believe that caused me to get my Facebook uh, shut down in regard to being able to do live broadcasting on it. it. It was that and that I brought up the fact that 300 people, uh, young people in particular, are dying a day to fentanyl. Somehow that also is um, mean, it says, that I, I mean against a certain uh, demographic of people by saying that 300 um, youth are being killed by fentanyl. I, I, there's no explanation. It just says that I, I can't do that. I can't talk about people like that, that they're dying of fentanyl. <laughs> I don't know. Totally ridiculous. But that, that was the final um, uh, thing that I saw that I got a, a violation. And so I'm not able to broadcast live on Facebook. So uh, please tell your friends, uh, Hey, um, go to YouTube. Andy's on YouTube. Andy and Hedy also are, are living fearless devotional is also not on Facebook because of the the same thing. No matter what, we it doesn't matter the subject. We can't broadcast live on Facebook. All right, my friends, that's it for me. And uh, I will talk to you later. Take care. Bye. <laughs>